You got a phone? You got a radio. Listen anywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. The Dave Ryan Show on KDWB. Somebody said a minute ago, they said the Price is Right microphone that Jenny is using in the studio sounds better than the janky Radio Shack microphones that iHeartRadio <laughs> has supplied us with. Well, you know, you got to figure that this is the national televised Price is Right microphone. Yeah. And this is just going like, you know, to Coon Rapids and a couple people that listen in Frankfurt. So <laughs> Love it. Uh, no, that's really cool. Thanks for listening. I got to give a shout out to Tanya. It's her birthday today. Shout out to everybody we met at the fair. We had such a great time. We all got there early, like nine o'clock. And I was just going to just walk around at the state fair on Saturday and just like look at things and get something to eat or whatever. Never really left the booth. I went in the grandstand for a hot minute. And I said, yeah, it's too crowded in here. So I came back and just basically took pictures and talked to people all morning until 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then Jenny and Drake showed up, and we just had a great time. Jenny, I'm going to tell you something. Jenny, you are so good with people. Oh. You are, you are just the nicest human. And if I was busy, like, I don't know, like doing something else, Jenny was just making conversation. It's like, oh, where are you guys from? And blah, blah, blah. And you're just so genuine. And there's a lot of people who are not as genuine when they meet people. It's like, oh, hi, hey, how are you? And it's like, dumb, it comes across phony. And I will, you're just very, I, you're I, very something genuine Something that I person. love, oh, my FaceTime's echoing. No, right I got it. I'll turn it down. Yep. Okay. Um, so something that I love, honestly, genuinely, is I just like to know about people's lives. So when I meet you, like, you know, I work in radio. Cool. That's enough about me. I want to know what you do. Where do you live? And you do. Where are you from? Like, I want to know all about you. I met someone yesterday. She's only lived in the Twin Cities for a year. She moved here from Georgia for a job, and she loves it here. She she doesn't want to go back to Georgia. She found the morning show. She listens to us every single day. She makes her coworkers listen to us now, and she's only lived here for a year. So I think that's great. I I love that. So, hey, like I said, whether you're a new listener, whether you've been here for a long, long time, thank you. We appreciate you. We never, ever will tell. And people go, I love the show. I know Fallon left, and I want to tell you this one. I love the show. I thought it was going to be a lot different. It is different, but it's, and I'm I'm very proud of the show is still really good because people come and people go. And the afternoon show is really good, too. But I, I was very happy when people said, you know what? I really didn't know that I would like to show without Fallon, but you guys do a really great job. Thank you. There's never going to be a time where I slack off and like, oh, do you ever mail it in? A friend of mine asked me the other day, they said, do you ever mail it in? I said, I can't. Mm-hmm. I could never mail it in. I am not that kind of person. So every day we're going to try to make the show as good as we possibly can. We're going to fail most days. Most, <laughs> most days it's not going to work. Most days yeah. it's going to suck. And you're going to go, you guys are in Minneapolis, St. Paul. You should be doing a radio show in Glen Glencoe. So we have somebody in the phone here. Um, this is Jamie. And Jamie, I saw, Jamie is a friend of mine. She used to work at KWB in promotions and Cool 108 and K102 back in the day, like in the early to mid-2000s. Jamie left yep. the radio station probably, what, 10 years ago, Jamie? Yeah, in 2014 when I had my first child, yep. And so Jamie was like a street team member, promotions person. And Jamie was, I didn't know Jamie well, but Jamie was delightful and always friendly, always positive. And then she left and we kind of lost touch, but we're Facebook friends. So when Bob Barker passed away, you posted your story about how you were on Price is Right. Yes, I was and I'm like, in 2006. Jamie, <laughs> tell us your story because I'd love to hear your story about how when you were on Price is Right with Bob Barker passing this weekend. Yes. So um, my cousin at the time was uh, working out in L.A. So I had gone out to visit her and I had mentioned, you know, we should go to The Price is Right. I loved watching the show. 
And it was actually a bucket list uh, thing for my mom to go on The Price is Right. So she used to watch it all the time. She used to practice getting her name called down and how she would run <laughs> to contestants row, like if they called her name and it was this big deal. And so I had tried to get um, tickets to go to The Price is Right, and they were all our reservations, and they were all... You know, there wasn't any left. It was really hard to get into. And they had told us, you know, you need to get there super early in the morning. Well, we were 19-year-old girls. We weren't going to go at 6 a.m. and wait in line. So we went a little bit later, got our coffee, and we told the lady, you know, we want to go see the prices right when we got to the... um, to the parking ramp and she kind of looked at us funny like you guys are crazy you're not going to get in but the big group of people who had reservations didn't show that day and she said this is your lucky day so right away i'm like yes this is my lucky day this is going to be a good day so we went and waited and my mom had told me that it's usually people who are a little bit more obnoxious waiting to get in that get on the show so while we were waiting to go in my cousin and i made up a song about bob barker to sing for the people um, before we went in. And I still remember it, so I'll sing well, it. Well, then you know, yeah. Jamie, you know we're going to ask you to sing this song. I hope you're prepared. Yeah. I hope you're warmed up. I, I'm ready. Okay, it goes, I'm a little Barker fan, short and loud. Here is my name tag. Here is my shout. Woo! When you call my name out, watch me run down the stairs to have some fun. Yay, go Bob Barker. And apparently, <laughs> it was I love it. cheesy enough and silly enough. So um, they call the first four initial people down right away. And then I was called right away in the first half of the show, which if you watch it, you know that that's the better time to get called down because you have more chances to get yep. up on stage. And the first item that I bid on, the person that got it got to play Plinko. Mm-hmm. which was a huge bummer that yeah. I didn't get up to do that. Because you won um, Plinko. What is your, we're talking to Jamie. Jamie was on Price is Right. And the, what makes Jamie unique is Jamie and I are friends. We're former co-workers. She used to be on the show. And I saw her post on Facebook that she was on it after she heard Bob Barker passed away. So we're halfway through her story. I want to ask you, what get you wanted to play Pinko? I wanted to play Cliffhanger. I've never been on. I want to play <laughs> Cliffhanger. What was your favorite game, Jamie? I really liked Plinko, honestly. Just being able to, you know, try to win some money up on that fun board. The cliffhanger makes me nervous because if you even get a little bit too far off, the guy goes over the edge and that just gives me too much anxiety. So uh, Plinko is kind of my game or one of the easier ones. But um, so when I got up there, I had to play a game called Buy or Sell, which is one I had never heard of. But it was a pretty basic Price is Right game. They showed you three items one was a dinette set one was a a moped and one was a classic coke machine and they showed me a price and if i thought the price was too high i would sell and if i thought it was underpriced i would buy um and i failed miserably and (laughs) um although i will say that anyone else that's watched it since said the same things i did um but then you still get to spin the wheel Uh, after you play your game and I got 55 cents on my first spin and Bob looked at me and he's like "Ooh, that's a nasty number because you know you don't want to go over so Mm -hmm. I spun again and I got 45 on my next spin so I got the dollar and a thousand dollars on the wheel um so then that sent me to 
the showcase at the end of the show. Um, and I had three things in my showcase. One was a trip to Paris. One was a trip to China. And one was a bowling ball kit. And um, <laughs> Wait, did you, get to pick fir- did you get to pick first since you had the dollar? Or did the other contestant? No. So it goes based upon how you do in your game. In so your whoever game, yeah. oh, I thought won it was based more on- in their okay. game. Okay. Yeah. So unfortunately, that was kind of the lower showcase. So mm-hmm. he passed it to me and his had the car and, you know, the mm-hmm. hot tub and whatever else. Um and I kept thinking in my head, and I remember this very vividly, I was going to bid sixteen five, And that was what I was going to say. But as soon as I opened my mouth, someone from the crowd said eighteen five, And that's what I said. And when Bob read the actual retail price, it was like sixteen six eighty five or something. Oh. So if I would have said sixteen five. Oh. I would have ended up winning both yeah. showcases. Within is it within two fifty? Was that yeah? What the I think was? it was two fifty at the time. Yeah. yeah, and so I overbid, and the other guy overbid. No. So it was one of those horrible shows where nobody won anything, and it was just like wah wah wah, you know, uh. like the worst ending to the show. But it was it was a super cool experience. I did what? get no the money kidding. from the wheel. Yeah. Um, I did get what I bid on to get up on stage. You get that prize as well, which was a pair of, I don't know, his and her watches um, that I never wore. So <laughs> never funny. used, but it was still a cool a cool thing to be able to have. So, Jamie, thank you so much. for That, that is such a great story. Thanks for being on. Uh, and um, uh, just a great memory of Bob Barker and Prices Right, even though you that sucks that you came so close to your showcase showdown and somebody yelled 18 Jamie, great story. Thanks for being on. Have a wonderful day. Uh, hug the four babies for her. She has four babies now. She was like 19 when she was on Prices Right Now. She's got four babies. Yeah, yeah. They're all good. Yep. Having a good summer and getting ready to go back to school. So, Jamie, thanks for being on. You take care. We'll see you on Facebook. We'll be right back when an hour commercial free with the Dave Ryan in the morning show begins. I'm going to tell you something. If you're a woman, you probably don't know. I found this out this weekend. Women don't know this. And it blew my mind. Wherever you get your podcasts. Fun. Honestic. The Dave Ryan Show on KDWB. It is Monday. It's KDWB. Hello. We are here to just like lift you up and give you a little positivity. We're kind of like Steve Harvey because somebody sent out a negative tweet from Steve Harvey's tweet or X account. I still call it Twitter. And he, the, the, his assistant basically said, hey, what comedian isn't funny that everybody thinks is? And Steve's like, nah, I don't like that. That's like not negative. That's negative, whatever. So we, you know, we try to stay mostly positive because we know you get a lot of stuff going on. So with a little positivity with a little drama, a little music. We are the Twin Cities number one hit music station. And we got Tate McRae tickets coming up on KDWB. I want to tell you something that I think, Jenny, you as a woman, Mm -hmm. you may or may not know this, but I found out that six women did not know this. Here is my story. (laughs) If you are a woman, you're going to want to find out and let me know whether you knew this. If you are not a woman, let me know whether you knew this yourself. I think guys do and women don't. Here's what happened. A couple of weeks ago, six women stayed at my house in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Ages 20 on up to 50. I don't know. I don't ask them their ages, but I'm guessing. Six of them, mothers and daughters, stayed at my house. 
They had a great time. They cleaned up. They put the dishes back away. They folded the sheets. They did all the things that you do when you stay at somebody's cabin, and they did fine. Except in one area. Mm. The bottom of the toilet seat, when you lift up the toilet seat, Mm -hmm. had poo splatters on it. Mm. Now, I don't know a better way to say it, but Mm -hmm. there were poo splatters on the bottom of the toilet seat. Right. And I said to the friend of mine who stayed here, I'm not naming her because she's embarrassed and disgusting. No, she said, tell the story. It's funny. Who had the blowout? I said... There were six of you. I'm going to guess one of you was in charge of cleaning the toilet. It never occurred to you to lift up the toilet seat to look on the bottom to see if that part needed to be cleaned, too. And she said, no, it never did. She said, as a woman, I never lift up the toilet seat. And I said, I get it. Guys lift up the toilet seat because when we pee, we lift up the toilet seat. We'll see traces of somebody who was there before. Yep. I don't want to get gross. I'm not here to get gross. But it was funny to me that women, all six of these women, had no idea that you need to clean the bottom of the toilet seat because there are poo splatters on there. Mm -hmm. As a woman, Jenny, did you know that you're supposed to lift up the toilet seat to clean any remnants that might have splattered? Sorry, it's so gross. I'm sorry. Okay, I did know this one. I did know this one. Now, do I pay attention to it to the level a man probably does? Absolutely not, because I am not lifting up that toilet seat when I use the restroom. No, you're not. Why would you? No, I never lift it up. And so we did get called out a few months ago by one of Andrew's friends, a a male, who had come over and used the bathroom. And he goes, you guys, your toilet seat is disgusting. The bottom of the toilet seat. Yeah, they were like, it's nasty. Like, do you guys ever clean it? And I was like, I'm going to be honest. I do clean our toilet, but usually I focus just on what I can see without lifting up the toilet seat. So, no, I don't notice it. But then he he was mostly calling out Andrew because he's like, bro, you lift that toilet seat up. You look at that every single day. Like, that's disgusting. So I did know that, but I will be honest. I would say it's a 50-50 chance that I'm lifting up the toilet seat and doing an actual deep clean of what's underneath there versus just kind of swishing in the bowl of what I see with the toilet seat down. I know as you're as you're I'm annoyed with you, Jenny, for even talking about this. I'm annoyed with and I'm annoyed with myself. I'm annoyed <laughs> with myself for bringing this up. But this is something that, you know, listen, if Fallon can talk about hemorrhoids, you and yeah. I can talk about like things that we all go through. And I just noticed that these women that you women don't look under the toilet seat like guys do. We don't, you don't have occasion to. So when they did the deep clean of the toilet, they left the poo splatters on the underside. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I'm like, did none of the six of you think to pick this seat up and clean it? So I want to hear what you, whether you are male, female, or whatever gender you are, let me know. Do you know you're supposed to clean under the toilet seat? I am re- reading text messages, and we got a bunch because this is all, yeah. this is gonna this is gonna set people on fire. Yes, as a woman, when I clean a toilet seat, I clean this whole seat. I also have the kids. Uh, I have kids, so the whole thing needs to be scrubbed, too. Let me tell you, when you got a little boy, especially, a little boy's aim is really bad, you get back on the hinge of the toilet seat, that part looks like some sort of like nuclear experiment back oh, there. Yeah. You get a little boy who's peeing all over the toilet seat, <laughs> the hinge where the seat comes up, nuclear waste, and that just about the same toxicity. <laughs> Somebody did text in because you said there were six women that were staying there and they did not know this and yeah. said they are the only six women in the world that didn't know that. 
<laughs> I mean, I would maybe. And I asked Susan about it. I said, okay. And I love these people. They're, I'm not making fun of them. They did a great job cleaning. And and I said, Susan, do you know when you, she's like, when I deep clean the toilet, I deep clean the toilet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I clean the toilet too. And it's like, you got to get up under the rim. You got to mm-hmm. get up under the part where the water comes down. But I mean, it is, I will admit it is the worst part to clean lifting that part up because it is just like the spot you never know. Surprise. So it is very disgusting. And I feel like you do have to go in with like your fingers sometimes with nope. like some kind of scratch cloth. it off with your nail. Yeah. Are you gonna right. scratch? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Jenny, I'm going to wear <laughs> rubber gloves. I got plenty of rubber gloves left over from the pandemic when we couldn't touch anything because of COVID that I get. Listen, I will. I still haven't cleaned it yet, but I will clean it. With the rubber gloves on. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about, if you just turn the radio on, you're going, what the hell are they talking about? This is six women stayed at my house in Colorado. They did not clean the bottom side of the toilet seat. There were clues that they didn't clean it, if you know what I mean. It was splotchy and spotty. And uh, and I was like, did they not know to lift the toilet seat? To And I said, maybe women don't know to lift it because they never lift the toilet seat. Right. Tony writes in via text. He says, I'm a guy. Clean the entire toilet every time. Uh, This one says, um, take the seat off when you clean that B word. I don't go that far. Yeah, that's too Um, much. I am a woman. I clean the toilets in our house, and I always clean underneath. I'm a woman, absolutely. I also make sure to clean it anytime I have a male over to my house. How the hell do they clean a toilet without lifting the seat? Of course they knew it. Of course I knew it. These women are gross. I will say, in in my younger years when yeah. I was dating, I like I said, I it's like a, I knew how to I knew to clean it, but it was a fifty fifty chance that I'm doing it every time. But when I was dating and I had a gentleman who might be over at the house, I always always cleaning underneath that seat because I did not need him to like suddenly bolt out the door and be like, I've never seen her again because he went to the bathroom. <laughs> Can you imagine? Because he lifts up the toilet seat. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. I mean, this is so, t- it's like a cliche of like young guys with their first apartment. Six of them live in some house somewhere. None of them clean the toilet. I went to Carson's College um, uh, apartment in Boston a couple of times. Yep. It was disgusting. The tub was full of God knows what that was that was left in there that didn't go down the drain. The sink was full of hair. There's razor stubble all over the top of the sink. And the toilet was like, you know what? No. I, but it's But you learn to clean them after a while. But I was just surprised. I don't know. Our... Are, we got people on the phone. This is such a like a hot topic, Jenny. It is. People want to talk about this. Who we got on the phone that wants to talk about cleaning the to- underside of the toilet seat? Pamela from Apple Valley is on the phone. Pamela, you heard my story. Four, five, six women stayed at the house. They did not clean the poo splatters off the bottom of the toilet seat. Where do you come in on this one, Pamela? I think that's ridiculous. Someone didn't teach them how to clean a toilet because my toilet seat's really cool. It's the silent closing one, and you can take it off. But it surprises me that people don't know you're supposed to clean underneath it, especially after somebody throws up in your toilet. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, Sorry I didn't even think about my... that part. Yes. I'm going to ask you, can I ask you another question, Pamela? Have you listened to the show for a long time? Yes. Oh, Are... yes. Even when I... my kids were, yes, decades. I appreciate that, Pamela. Are you disgusted we would bring up a topic like this, or is this just kind of a 2023, it's okay now? It's a 2023, it's okay, and I think it should have been talked about years ago, obviously, because kids aren't being raised correctly on how to clean bathrooms. Those darn kids. 
Yeah, get off my lawn, Pamela. Thank you. So you, well, that's that's a term I haven't heard in a long Ooh, time. Pamela, love you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Have a great day. You too. Thanks. Okay. Uh, if you if you want to call about this one, uh, let us know. But I don't think there's a whole lot more to be said about the whole thing. I Did think, we miss anything? I don't think we missed anything. I would say overwhelmingly, most people said that that's. It's not something most people don't know. Like, most people know that. I will say, though, that if they didn't know that, they learned something new today. And that's what I like about this show. You might learn something very new every single day on this show. There's definitely going to be somebody who's either a dude or maybe a young woman who maybe didn't grow up with, like, a family. of I don't know. But you got to clean the underside of the toilet seat. Mm -hmm. And that's, we've said way too much about it. (laughs) Let's move on to other things. Should we do Dave's Dirt or what do we do? You're the producer. You're the producer of the year. You won the Gracie Award. What are we doing now? I say we do Dave's Dirt right now. Let's do it. All right. The Dave Ryan Show, 101.3 KDWB. Bob Barker passed away over the weekend, and it was one of those things where, you know, we knew that Bob was old, or he died at 99 years old, and there's a lot of people who made the joke, Bob Barker came closest to a dollar or to a hundred without going over, and everybody loved Bob Barker. I mean, if you remember watching him when you were home from school when you were a kid, or you remember him from Happy Gilmore, or you've just heard your mom or your older sister talk about him, he was the host of Price is Right from about 1970-ish to about 2005-ish, and uh, he was well-loved. Here's what Bob Barker said he wanted to be remembered for. I think I would like to be remembered as a man who loved all living things and did everything that he could to make it a better world for animals. And when he had time, did a lot of television shows, too. (laughs) Here is Bob's final sign-off from his last episode of Price is Right in 2000, I think 2005. Here we go. I want to thank you very, very much for inviting me into your home for the last 50 years. I am deeply grateful. And please remember, help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered. Goodbye, everybody. Just a loved, just a beloved person. And uh, he was also funny because he was in Happy Gilmore in the mid-2000s where he got into a fist fight with Adam Sandler because they were both golfers, and then Bob Golfer, Bob Bob Barker was teamed up with Adam Sandler, and then they got into a fist fight. Here's some of that audio from Happy Gilmore. That guy's driving me crazy. You know what's driving me crazy? You not getting the ball in the hole. Don't push me, Bob. Now's not the time. At last. I can't believe you're a professional golfer. I think you should be working at the snack bar. You better relax, Bob. There is no way that you could have been as bad at hockey as you are at golf. All right, let's go. You like that, old man? You want a piece of me? I don't want a piece of you. I want the whole thing. Okay, it's so ridiculous. Okay, we get it. It's funny. Uh, Aqua, the group in 2003 or so that did the song Barbie Girl, I'm a Barbie Girl. Guess what? With the popularity of Barbie, they are doing a 20-date Barbie World Tour. It kicks off November 12th in Seattle, wraps up December 20th at the Hollywood Palladium. That's awesome. My boy Carson's on tour right now. He is right now at this moment in Seoul, South Korea, uh, and he is touring with Lauv, and he is like a stage assistant, whatever, and he's having a great time. He went to the Seoul 
tower the other day, which is kind of the equivalent of the Toronto Tower. Mm-hmm. It's a massive, massive tower in Seoul. He got there, bought his ticket to go up in the tower, and he's ready to get on the elevator. And they're like, oh, we just closed. I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, no. Well, he so, bought a ticket and everything, and they're like, sorry, see you tomorrow. Yeah. I, he probably dinked around in the gift shop yeah. too long before they let him up. I said, did you get your money back? And he has not answered me. But he's having a great time over with the Lao Tour in, yeah. uh, in, in Asia. And um, Has he told uh, I, you what his favorite spot has been so far? Because he's been to like three or four different cities now. He has not, but he seemed to love all of them. He loves, he's been to Thailand, Tokyo, Hong Kong, and now Seoul and Osaka. And he's loving it. I mean, he's been told that he's going to love Asia, and he's loved it so far. Mm-hmm. He's not sleeping. He's 22 years old, and I will see him. Like, we track him on his phone. We can see where he is, and I see him roll into his hotel room at 5 a.m. <laughs> to get up at 9 a.m. They call it a lobby call, I think, where they all meet down in the lobby at a certain time. Yeah. And their lobby call, a lot of the time, is like 9 o'clock in the morning. It's like, dude, you getting enough sleep? And he'll be like, yeah, I'm just real tired a lot, but it's a lot of fun. So That's so all cool. Right. Uh, that is the dirt. There's not a whole lot else going on right now, so we're going to kind of move on to some other things. Uh, Dave, we do have a guest that actually just arrived in the studio. This is cool. So check this out. If you don't know this one, I own Bob Barker's Price is Right microphone. I bought it in an auction in 2007, and it's for a charity pet auction. All the money went to pets, and we're big, big pet people on the show, so I had no problem with this, and I also got Bob Barker's microphone. So I've had it hanging in a frame in my office at home for years and years, and though when Bob died, I thought, oh, well, let's bring it into the radio station. We'll talk into the microphone. It still works. It's his long, black stick microphone. And I said an hour ago on the show, I said, this is really weird, but if you want to come into the radio station, meet Jenny and Drake and talk into Bob Barker's microphone and get a selfie, let's do it. Who's in the studio right now, Jenny? What is your name? My name is Jordan. Jordan is here. Hi, Jordan. Hi. I came all the way from Woodbury. Oh Jordan, gosh. I love that you did this. So, um, uh, you what inspired you to drive all the way from Woodbury to St. Louis Park to talk into Bob Barker's microphone? Well, I just got off a twelve-hour shift, so I might have <laughs> been a little sleep deprived, but uh, been a big fan of the show for as long as I can remember, and uh, obviously of the Prices Right and Bob Barker. Um, fun fact: my nickname is actually Aunt Bob, so there's a little <laughs> bit of a Bob correlation there too. We got time. You got time, Jenny? Yeah. Why do you why do they call you Aunt Bob? We gotta Jordan? find out. Um, it's not a very great story. It came from my brother. Um, he's always called me nicknames and Bob just stuck. And then he had a kid. And now I've taken on the persona of Aunt Bob to the part where <laughs> okay, my uh, license plates are Aunt Bob. <laughs> oh my so god, awesome. I love that. That's funny. All right. So do you does she have the microphone? Does I Jordan can, have the here, microphone I right can now? Put it in front of her. Drake, if you want to help me, because I it's you know, a beautiful so the microphone is on a microphone stand, yeah. but this is the, not right now, Will you'll actually hear the audio difference in this microphone, and it's just cool. I mean, it's kind of a novelty and a little tribute to Bob Barker, who everybody loved, to talk into this microphone, and we'll get some pictures, and we'll put this up on Dave Ryan's show on Instagram. All right, Jordan, here you go. Here's your moment. Bob Barker's official Price is Right microphone, used by Bob on the show worldwide for many, many years. Don't freeze up now, Jordan. You got to have something that you want to say into the microphone, right? I do. I was actually thinking about it on the way over. Is this you? Is this the microphone now? This is her and the this microphone. This is it. This yeah. is it right this now. This is okay. yeah. And you're right. It does sound a little different because when Jenny first did it, I noticed it. I was like, oh yeah, it's a little different. So I know it's not of the Bob era, but George Gray always says, "Hi, Mama May," and so I want to say, "Hi, Mama Don." 
to my mom. Aww, that's awesome. That is very sweet. It. Wow. Is Mama Dawn listening to you on KDWB right now? No, she's probably not up yet. I <laughs> didn't tell anybody I was coming because they all probably thought I was crazy. But you know what? I wanted to. So <laughs> I, I hope it was it. worth it. That was cool. I mean, what radio station is like low budget enough to like, like hey, you want to come in off the street and grab a microphone? <laughs> Let's do it. That's maybe that's just the way it is. Jordan, any final thoughts here as you get back? You're going to probably go home and go to bed. Any final thoughts here on uh, KDWB? Um, nothing. I'm kind of speechless right now. I'm just amazed at everything and so happy I kind of took this on a whim and was like, yeah, let's go. Who would have thought you get off a 12-hour <laughs> shift and you find yourself in the radio station in front of Bob Barker's microphone. And if any of my coworkers are listening, they probably think I'm also crazy, but they already know that. So, Where do you work, Jordan? Um, I'm a dispatcher for a local air ambulance service. I don't know if I should say the name. Okay, you don't have to if you don't want to. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but that's super cool. Thanks for the work that you do. We yeah. appreciate you. Uh, Jordan, thank you very much. And uh, make sure you spay and neuter your animals, okay, yes, Jordan? Yes, definitely. Thank right. you, Dave. Appreciate it. And Jenny Ye- and Drake. Yeah, of course. You bet. That was kind of cool. All right. It is KDWB. That is uh, basically it for Dave's Dirt for right now. What was your I really love the moment? The moment where you looked at the person that you're with and you said, wow, I really love this person. You can call me at 651-989-KDWB. You can text me at KDWB1. But let me know, what was your wow, I really love this person moment? And I think Jenny had one with Andrew where you, you know, you like, you like him and you like, you know, you see something happening or a little budding romance. But at one point you go, wow, I really love this person. There's a lot of like, there's so many different moments. I don't think I could remember the very first one. But I will say that probably one of the biggest one that stands out for me is when I had wrist surgery last year. And I come out and I am loop loop like, I don't know what's going on. He's getting me in the car. He's doing all that good stuff. But he had to like help me shower because my arm was still numb. Like the nerve block was still in there. And I had no control over what I was doing. I was still kind of out of it. And he had to help me shower and wash my hair and do all that stuff because I just couldn't do anything on my own. I was like, you have to help me. I am helpless right now. So I think that that was probably. Did he wipe your butt? He didn't have to do that. I was able, I had one functioning okay. hand and arm still, so I was okay. able to do that on my own. But okay. I think the moments for him, maybe in his eyes, is that I haven't had to do this yet, but he recently started getting more hair on his back and shoulders. Mm-hmm. And so he told me, once I start becoming this very furry man, are you going to start shaving my back? And I said, I will do that for you. And we did just have a check-in last night. He has grown probably 10 to 15 more hairs on his left shoulder since yeah. the last time we looked. So I think that that time is going to come pretty sh- shortly where I'm going to be shaving his back for him. And then he'll know that you really do love and he'll <laughs> yeah. love you. What was your wow, I really love them moment? I know you're busy. I know you got a lot of stuff going on, but you want to call and maybe even give them a little shout out. And if they're not listening, they can hear it on the iHeartRadio app a little bit later on. Or if you want to give us a talk back on the talk back feature, uh, I would love to hear from you. What was your wow, I really love them moment? I got some text messages and Facebook uh, messages Anna says, my now husband showed up at my house when I was sick with soup and Gatorade and just watched movies with me. I told him, you don't have to because I don't want him to get sick, but he came anyway. Amanda says, when we were still dating, he drove 25 minutes from his house to mine just to finish killing off a mouse that my stupid cats failed to kill all the way. Okay, that's very sweet. Mallory says... I knew he was like, that was my love you moment when we jumped a fence at an outdoor concert and ran to the front. 
I love that one. Andrea Walker says, when my husband and I were newly dating, his car broke down the night before. We didn't want to miss out seeing each other the next evening for our planned date. So he took a cab to my home, and he just hung out with me and my family. I knew then that this was a special one and a keeper. We'd been married for almost 30 years now. Amanda says, we'd only been dating six months, and I had him pull over so I could puke in the ditch. He got out of the car to hold my hair. That was over 15 years ago. What was your moment where you said, oh, my gosh, I really love them? We got a bunch of these. Allison Hansen says, my now hubby went and bought me tampons and came back to the car with chocolate and flowers. He was trying real hard, but it clearly worked. Jackie says, when we first dated, I made him dinner, Cornish game hens, and I gave him food poisoning. I guess he didn't hold it against me. How long have they been married? 43 years. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. We've got so many people calling in right now, Dave. So I'm going to get someone on the phone real quick. Harrell in St. Paul is on the phone. What was your I love them moment? What do you got? Dave, I I started dating my wife in 2007. And uh, one of the first dates, we went to the the drive-in in in Woodbury. And she bought a, we we, we stopped at the Wendy's before going into the drive-in. And she ordered the chili, and uh, she dipped that burger in that chili, and I think I fell in love right there. Okay, that's a, that's, <laughs> that's a good partner. That, yeah. that, that's a good partner right there where you can watch them be, eat on the first date. There's a couple of things. You're not supposed to eat tacos or ribs on your first date because you make a mess. But any partner who dips their burger in their chili, yes, absolutely a keeper. That's love Thank right you. there. Uh, we have Val from White Bear Lake on the phone. Hi. Hi, Val. What was your I knew I loved them moment when? Um, so my husband and I have been together since I was 15 and he was 16. And so I've been a part of their family for a long time. And about 10 years into marriage, his father had a stroke. And we were sitting in the hospital room and my husband started feeding him applesauce. And it was just that moment where I was like, I am so lucky. I love this man. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think that would be just a very tender little moment where, of course, his son is likely to do that for his dad. But to realize that, that is very sweet. Hey, thanks for sharing that. I appreciate that. What was the moment when you looked at them and said, wow, I really love them? Uh, More people on the phone. Who's next, Jenny? Jessica from Elk River. Jessica, what was the moment you looked at them and said, I really love this person? Um, So... My husband and I, he surprised me with, it was during COVID, before everything kind of shut down and concerts were being canceled, he surprised me with floor tickets to my favorite country singer, Kenny Chesney's concert. Um, I hadn't seen him since 2018 when he was here last, and I had no idea he did it. Um, He knew how much I loved him, and like it brought me to tears just because how long it's been since I saw him, and today, now... Is actually our two-year wedding anniversary today. I love it. That is so cool. Give him, give him a shout out. Go ahead and give him a shout out. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, babe. I love you, and I can't wait for. And she said forever. For forever. Okay, gotcha. Okay, we got gotcha. It. We got it. Uh, if By the way, if your uh, partner is not listening to this part on KDWB, make sure they listen on the iHeartRadio replay later. What moment made you go, I love this person? They are endless. We got a bunch of phone calls on this one. We got who else on the phone, Jenny? Cammie from Minneapolis. Hi, Cammie. What was your moment where you looked at your partner and said, I love this person? Hi. Hi. Um, 
My moment was definitely, I was looking through an old journal entry and I had written down everything that I was manifesting for my future partner. And I looked at it and just realized that he picked everything that I had been looking for and everything that went wrong in my past relationship. He just was everything I wanted. And at that moment, you realize, and you're still together, right? Of course. Of course you are. Wouldn't that suck if they're like, man, no, he dumped me. (laughs) I got rid of him. Not anymore. Give him a shout out. His name is Joey. Shout out, Joey. Joey, you're awesome. We love you. (laughs) Thanks for calling in. We'll do a couple of more of these. We're going to do the Monday morning dance party. Uh, what was the moment where you looked at them and said, wow, I really love this person? And, hey, here's some, a news flash for you. Maybe you haven't had that moment yet. Do you think it's coming? Do you think there will be a moment with your current partner where you look at them and go, wow, I really love them? Maybe it'll happen today. Who else is on the phone, Jenna? Kirsten from Zimmerman. Hi, Kirsten. What was your moment where you looked at him and said, I really love this person? Well, my uh, we hadn't been dating super long. And he was running a Ragnar race that, and I was supposed to meet him at the end of the race for the little celebration, but my son had an appendix attack and had to be taken to the hospital and get his appendix out. So I let him know that. Well, he said he wanted to come and be there with us. And so my dad, who he'd never met before, went and picked him up at some corner where he finished his portion of the race. And he came and he spent the time at the hospital with us instead of with his friends and his team. You know what? And that's a, that's a big one. I think when they get involved with your family and do wonderful things for your family, like your like your parents are sick or they miss something, do something with your family, that's a big sign. Hey, thank you, Kirsten. Appreciate that. We got a bunch of these. Everybody who is in love with somebody right now has a moment where you said, I really love this person because they did something just wonderful. I got a couple of text messages. The first time I watched my boyfriend throwing my six-year-old into a pile of pillows over and over while my son giggled and laughed the whole time. I think when you realize that your partner is good with your kids that's a really good one for sure when my mama was sick we drove 10 hours to go see her in my now and my now husband saying that he just wanted to be there for me that has been so many uh, he's been there for so many trials and tribulations and it hasn't changed my husband gets me flowers every june 15th it's my dad's birthday he passed away when i was 10 I'm 38 now. We've been together for, oh, my God, I'm going to choke up on that one. We've been together for almost 20 years. He is the best. Love you, Tom. Oh, my God. So dad died when she was 10, and he gets flowers every June 15th. Why does that make me emotional? I don't know these people. This one won't make you as emotional, but it's probably sweet in some people's eyes. When we had our second date, I threw up because I got drunk, and he still wanted to kiss me afterwards. That's when I knew he was going to be the one. Uh, I knew I loved him when we were in uh, FaceTime when I was in Barbados. He fell asleep in the middle of the FaceTime call, cuddling his dog. He looked so beautiful and sweet, and I knew I was in love with him. She probably just sat there and watched him sleep. Um, uh, This is cute. For my birthday three months in, he made me a playlist full of songs that remind him of me. Oh, that's cute. Songs that that remind me of you. That's awesome. Thanks for all these. We appreciate that. There's more text messages than we can read. And I'm sorry that if you texted in, we didn't get to yours. But we read every single one of them. So thank you. Time to change the pace a little bit with the Monday morning dance party on KDWB. Let's do it. Love your positivity in the text messages on KDWB. As somebody said, I'm 32. This is a text. We got a text number at KDWB1, and that's a great way to reach out to us. It's really easy, or you can call or the talk backup feature, too. I'm 32. I'm jamming hard at this dance party. Thank you. Monday is now going to be lit. 
Another one says, this jam is what I need to get my morning going. I love the dance party. That is really Me cool. Too. It is KDWB. You were at the fair yesterday. You met a sixth grader. Do you remember this sixth grader who said I they were do. nervous about starting school today? Yes, I do remember. You're going to do great, first of all, because they just texted in, didn't they? Is that what you're talking mm-hmm. about, the text yep, that came yep. in? Yes, today is going to be great. We, I did ask, I believe they were the only people who came up to me who said that they start school tomorrow. And I was kind of shocked because I didn't think most people started until after Labor Day. So yep, I was like, yep. oh. Well, and then I met some people who said they didn't start till after Labor Day and they got a trip to Kansas City that they're doing this week to celebrate and visit family and stuff before they start school. I remember them as well. Um, we had such a great time at the fair. Jenny was there yesterday. She worked noon until four. We were there. Basically, I was got there at nine in the morning on Saturday, left at five o'clock. We had a great time just meeting people and hearing their stories. And I want to tell you this one. This is really very touching to me. Half a dozen or more women came up to me and kind of confided. They said, I did not have the best dad when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. My dad was kind of, you know, not not a good dad and uh, sometimes not very present. They said, you were the closest thing, me, that I had to a father when I was growing up. And I've heard that a couple of times before. And that is so touching. And they're like, yeah, the advice that you give and like some of the stories that you tell and how much you love your kids, Allison, Carson, Beth, and um, 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 that other uh, one. That yeah, other, the other one. You know what I, Chase. Know yeah, one. Chase. Yeah, Chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chase. How much you love them. And um, and I was just very touched by that. And I told Susan about it, my wife, later. I said, it, it just kind of breaks my heart that some kids don't grow up with a good father figure, mm-hmm. boys or girls. And, um, and fathers are so important. If you are a dad and you've got a kid that you don't really, maybe you could do better calling or visiting or taking them to the park or going to mini golf or whatever. Man, don't miss those years because before you know it, they're 14. They got their own world. They got their own stuff to do. They're not as interested in dad and mom anymore. Yeah. Don't miss those years, man, because they're so, they're important to her and they're important to you too. You can't get them back. I witnessed one of the girls that came up to you and said that you were like a father figure. And I was like, I felt like she was almost crying. You were almost crying. I was from a distance creepily watching the interaction and I was almost crying. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And so thank you. And and whether you came up to like tell a funny story, I'm going to play this again because it was funny to me. This is a woman who came up and did an impression (laughs) of Drake. Drake uh, from Green Bay. Um, We were at the booth on uh, Saturday. Let me find this. It's going to take me a second on my phone here, but I know I'll find it. Her name was Marianne. She comes up to the booth. She's like, I want to do an impression of Drake from Green Bay. And I'm like, okay, you ready? Drake, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Okay, what's your name? Marianne. Marianne, let's hear your impression of Drake. Hi, Drake. Can you sign my shirt, please, Drake? (laughs) (laughs) The fact that even listeners do impression of Drake from Green Bay sounds a little bit like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. You got any good fair stories, Drake? You had a good time at the fair. You went out walking around after the fair on after we did the the show on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, we just uh, walked around. I had some buddies from actually Green Bay that were in town. They wanted to go to the fair, so I was kind of hanging out with them for a little bit. Uh, we waited actually in line for literally, I'm not even kidding, like 45 minutes for Sweet Martha's Cookies. Did 45 really? minutes? I'm not even kidding. 45 wow. minutes. The line was that long for it, and I wasn't even buying the cookies, so I was like, oh, God, I'm going to sit here for 45 minutes but um then that then i linked up with jenny afterwards and we went to ballpark cafe which was really fun i'm gonna bring something up that he's not gonna want me to dave what that's you- my favorite part of the show when you bring yeah. up something you're, you promise your friend not to bring up yeah, yeah, or you yeah. shouldn't that's my favorite part okay. of the show bring up. so we're at ballpark cafe and we ran into some people who actually came and said hi to us earlier when we were all hanging out at the booth on saturday and there was one gentleman 
who was a very tall drink of water, oh, yeah. that yeah. Drake was like trying to figure out if he was maybe interested in guys because Drake yeah. was like, I want a piece of that. He was Drake's pretty attractive. And, and how then, obvious was he? Was he like eyeballing up and down? What was he doing? I mean, no, he was, I mean, you could tell. Yeah. You could it, tell. And they actually bought me and Drake drinks. Okay. <laughs> and of course, we accepted because why would we not accept a free drink? Yeah. But um, yeah, so Drake was like trying to figure out we weren't entirely positive because well, sometimes, sometimes gaydars are off and we never know. Well, so I don't want to say if he was not or was well, but yeah the thing that threw me off was that the girl that she, like he was with was she said it was her husband so See, that's why i, I didn't was hear like, her I was say li- that she said that to me when you weren't there oh, so that's okay. why i was a little confused and that could have been code for like hey might not be completely out or anything yeah. like that mm, but i don't i don't know okay. he was really attractive thank you if he is listening Thank you for the drink. You're very attractive. God, Drake was salivating yeah. over him after he gave us our drink. Because they bought us a drink. We cheers. And then they're like, all right, we're going to go do our own thing, whatever. And so then he walked away. It. And Drake was like, oh, he's so <laughs> Drake, really? I mean, good for you, Drake. Yes. Um, is there a way to contact you, Drake, if uh, if this guy is by any chance interested and wants to buy you another beer at the Ballpark I mean, Cafe? I I've got an Instagram you can hit me up on, at Drake on air. Uh, you know what's going to happen. What? Some guy named Richard from Cottage Grove will be like, well, there's my inn. <laughs> Richard is 54 years old. He um, uh, is missing an eye from a hunting accident. Okay. And he's got most of his own teeth, but there are some missing. And Richard will be like, oh, Drake is single. <laughs> there's my inn. Drake, you like older hairy men that can only see in a very short depth of field. But he's like, um, but, but I'm tall. <laughs> but I'm very tall. All right. You don't know the guy's name, though, do you? Mm, no, probably don't no. want to like that. We'll, we'll yeah, leave that alone. Yeah, I was going to say, we won't leave names yeah, we'll out of it. <laughs> um, speaking of the state fair, we're going to combine two things right now. Bob Barker sadly passed away. You know, it's sad because, you know, we lost a legend. But at the same time, what a life. What a life. Bob Barker trained as a fighter pilot in World War II. And I got to interview him one time. And Bob Barker never got to fight in World War II. He never, never was deployed in combat. The war was over before his training was over. But he was a fighter pilot, trained for that. Never saw combat, but he was a vet. Then he went on to have a legendary career that almost everybody remembers. I own his microphone. Our mic, The microphone is in the studio right now. So it I is. think Drake should come over and host this bit on Bob Barker's microphone. Yeah. And you can win Tate McRae tickets because Tate McRae, okay. when is Tate McRae going to be here? Is she's this coming, week? Yeah, she's coming to the film. Well, a little more than, well, about a week away. September 6th. I oh, don't know okay, what gotcha. day of the week next that week. is, but next okay. week. September 6th, she's going to be at the Fillmore, which is such a fun venue. It's a newer venue in like the North Loop area of Minneapolis. So, yeah, she's coming to town in like a week here. If you want to see Tate McRae at the Fillmore on September 6th, we will get you tickets right now. Of course we will. We're the Twin Cities Concert Connection. And uh, so you'll call 651-989-KDWB. Um, it's going to be a little bit rough, but I'm going to have Jenny. You can answer the phones yep. here. Um, uh, and then Drake will quiz me while we find some contestants to play this game. All you got to do is play a little pricing game. We're going to combine Bob Barker, Tate McRae, and State Fair. Just watch us. Just stand back and watch us combine Bob Barker, State Fair, and Tate McRae. Drake has come up with a State Fair food pricing game called Which Is... Yeah, 
Yeah, which is which is more expensive? Drake, let's hear these items. Are you on Bob Barker's microphone right I now? I am on Bob Barker's microphone. Did you know NPR gave us a shout-out this morning? A friend of mine, Jenny, listens up in, like, Sauk Rapids or some godforsaken part of Minnesota, and she said, I couldn't get you guys in, but I could hear NPR. And NPR, oh, that's pretty cool. Minnesota Public Radio, gave us a shout-out, the fact that we have Bob Barker's microphone on the air right now. This is Drake on Bob Barker's Price is Right microphone. No lie. It's so, it's so cool. And it's exactly what it, I mean, it's very, it's smaller than I thought it was going to be. Like, it's a very small microphone. It's long and skinny. It was iconic. Yeah. yeah. So, it's really cool. All right. Give me two items. I will guess which one is pricier. Okay, here we go. These are Minnesota State Fair foods. We're going to start off with a cheese curd stuffed pizza, Dave. It's a mm. cheese curd stuffed pizza pretzel from Green Mill. And then the other item we have is delicious pickle fries from Mike's Hamburgers. Which one is more expensive? I gotta go with the cheese curd stuffed pizza. You are correct. That is correct. What are the prices on those things? So the cheese curd stuffed pizza pretzel from Green Mill is $9 and then the pickle fries from Mike's Hamburgers is $8. Okay, so very close. By the way, the lines for food were ridiculous. I went to the pork chop on a stick earlier. And there's like four people in line. I went back later on the way out of the fair at 5 o'clock. It was longer than I'd ever seen it. Probably, I mean, a 40-yard long wait to get pork chop on a stick. All right. We do have somebody on the phone for Tate McRae tickets. Her show is coming to the Fillmore. Fillmore, Jenny? Fillmore? Yeah, the Fillmore, yep. On uh, September 6th. Who is our contestant on the phone? We have Marin from Stillwater on the phone right now. Good morning, Marin. Good morning. What's your state fair go-to food, Marin? Um, definitely the deep fried pickle fries that are new there. Okay. Excellent choice. Let's get started. Drake will name two items. By the way, he is speaking on Bob Barker's Price is Right microphone in honor of Bob today. I actually own the microphone. People don't believe it, but it's true. And you can see it on Instagram, Dave Ryan, KWB, Dave Ryan Show. Uh, okay, here we go, Marin. Two items. Which one's more expensive? Okay, here we go. First item on the board here. Crunchy Balboa from Herbivorous Butcher or Fried Butternut Squash Ravioli from Oodles of Noodles. Which one is more expensive? I'm going to say the fried ravioli. And no, that is incorrect. No. no. Give me the prices on those things. Uh, the Crunchy Balboa is $15. And oh, wow. The fried Butternut Squash Ravioli is $10. Okay. Give her another try. Do you want to? If you really want to, I'm going to give you another try. Oh, cool. We'll go a little bit. uh, We'll go a little bit sweeter for this one. We have donut delights from Coasters. What is a donut delight? It's like a. I don't know. It's a donut, and I think they have some like type of cream Mm. on top of it. Yeah, it's real, real, real good, and they're a little bit smaller. Or so we have the donut delights from Coasters, or the hot honey cheese sticks from Blue Barn. Which one is more expensive? Ooh, I had those cheese sticks yesterday. Ooh, I, I know how much um, those cost. Mm-hmm. Let's say the honey cheese sticks. You are correct. Yeah. Those are $9.50, while the Donut Delights are $7.50. Nice. Good what job. food? There's, there's the pork chop on a stick is like 11 bucks. It's worth it. It is moderately healthy and it's delicious and it's satisfying. It's 11 bucks. I know they got to raise the price. I haven't been over the lobster, the deep fried lobster on a stick, but I want to try that mm-hmm. one. I bet it's over twenty dollars now. Probably. Hey, um, you are a winner. You're Marin. going to take McRae on the sixth, okay, Woo-hoo! Marin? 
Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great week, and thank you for listening to KDWB. We'll have another pair, what, next hour, Jenny? Yeah, 8.50 next hour. We'll have another Okay. It is, um, uh, we're, we're always running a little bit late because we got so much content, so much content. Do you guys want to play Think Fast, or you want to, you're the producer do, of the show? Let's do Monday Motivation since we just played a fun game. So okay. how about let's do some Monday Motivation here. So let me get this in. And then Every we- Monday, I try to find something on Instagram or TikTok or whatever that like kind of speaks to a lot of people about just something to think about through your week and through your Monday to kind of like fire you up a little bit. Sometimes they're very peaceful. Sometimes they're a little bit more serene. Sometimes they're more, oh, I don't know, a little more uplifting, whatever. But I really like this one. Here is your Monday motivation. Hello, my name is Matt. I'm a teacher, and today I want to tell you about rolling dice. I was teaching sixth grade, and we were going to do some get to know you activities at the beginning of the year, so we did an obstacle relay course. And one of my students, Christopher, was hyped. Man, I love obstacle courses. I'm going to zoom too. You watch me zoom. The moment I blew the whistle to start, Christopher showed how good he actually was at obstacle courses. <laughs> like it was crazy how far ahead he was. However, at the end of the course, you have to take a dice and roll the number six before you can move on. And that is something that life wasn't going to allow Christopher to do that day because he rolled that dice for a straight minute and never got a six. Ow, what is happening? Are you kidding me? Chris ended up getting last place and seemed a little defeated at first, but then he got a smirk on his face. Hey, listen up, everyone. I might have lost, but you all saw me zoom, right? I was zooming. Everybody laughed, and that's how the phrase, I still zoomed, became a positive classroom saying the kids even made a poster and put it on the wall that year. Hey, how'd your hockey tournament go this weekend? Oh, not good, Mr. Ike, but I still zoomed. There are definitely days where things don't go as planned, and I feel like I'm rolling dice and I just can't get a six. And that can be extremely frustrating. But if I sit and think of the process that it took me to get to that point, I just smile and think, I still zoomed. I really like that one because it became a phrase in their classroom. Hey, I didn't do very well playing whatever um, hockey, but I still zoomed. And it kind of reminded me of like, I've said something in the, my mind for years and years. I always try. I always try. I always try. We have a bad show or a bit doesn't go well or I do something it doesn't go well. I say to myself, I always try. And it's not, we still Zoomed, but it's still, I always try. Mm-hmm. So if I failed, if I like try to make conversation with somebody who doesn't go very well, oh, I always try. So I think that's the thing. Is like, just give yourself a little pat on the back. You always tried. You did your best. I always Zoomed. We still yeah. Zoomed. And I really like that one. So if you do something at work today and it bombs or you give a presentation and people are staring at their phones and they're stone-faced and they're not reacting, you still Zoomed. You still tried. So you still you still gave it your best. So I really like that one. That is your Monday motivation. Hey, thanks for listening on iHeartRadio. I know we had a lot of people that came up at the State Fair and said, I don't even live here, but I listen to you guys in Ames, Iowa on iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. I don't even live here, but I'm from Dixon, North Dakota or some other godforsaken place, and I still listen to your show on iHeartRadio. Wherever you're out, <clears throat> If you got a phone, you got your earbuds, you got a radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app in the App Store or Google Play, and it also works on your Alexa. Or sometimes, if you ask Siri, sometimes she cooperates, sometimes she doesn't. But you can listen on iHeartRadio. You got a phone, you got a radio. We'll be back. We're going to play Think Fast, and then we got a story that somebody brought up about War of the Roses. I think no, they brought up the morning show during the Lovin. That's yep, what it was. That's what it was. Not nothing to do with War of the Roses. Brought up have- you specifically, Dave. We have a woman, yeah, she came up and she said, I got a story about how your name came up during the hot loving, Dave. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this on audio. So I got the audio of her story. That's coming up along with Think Fast.